Welcome everyone out to episode 91 of Utah in the Weeds. My name is Tim Pickett and I am the host here with you and Colin McCann, a friend of mine. And I think the only person in Utah who has both experienced growing and worked in the patient side of the medical cannabis program. Very excited to share this with you because his perspective and his experience is unique. For those of you who want to get into this industry, listen to Colin's experience when he talks about how far he drove and and the sacrifices that he made and was willing to make in order to get into the industry, the cannabis space, which is very heartening. And then his experience with the patients and how that experience helped him grow into, well, really the one of our best experience agents and somebody who really cares about people and cares about that education and their health, helping them all along the way transition from prescription medications to uh, natural therapy and plant therapy with the cannabis plant. I also want to mention that right now we have started the March giveaway series. We've partnered with Da Vinci Vaporizers for March for our Discover Marijuana YouTube channel. You can go to Discover Marijuana on YouTube, subscribe, and then comment on this week's Discover Marijuana video on our YouTube channel. You must be a a United States resident age 21 or older or a Utah medical cannabis card holder to win. So there are, of course, a few people under 21 that are medical cannabis card holders here in Utah, and they would be eligible as well. But uh, we'll announce the prizes during the videos launched on Wednesdays. Okay, so that is the rule. Basically, subscribe to Discover Marijuana on YouTube, comment on the on this week's Discover Marijuana video on that YouTube channel, and you'll be entered to win. Every week of March, those prizes are going to increase, and everybody who's entered will continue to be part of that drawing, and part of that is really a cool program. We're really excited to give back to the community here, and with some swag and some Da Vinci products, they're a really good medical uh, vaporizer product for dry flour. Uh, if you want to use flour in Utah, this is a non-flame state and will continue to be a non-flame state for the foreseeable future. There was no discussion in the legislation this year about adding flames whatsoever. So anticipate that's going to continue for years to come. Here's this interview with Colin. Uh, just a great just a great guy. A lot of talk about the endocannabinoid system. I hope you enjoy this episode. Subscribe on any podcast player that you have access to. Utah in the weeds. I'm Tim Pickett. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Okay. So tell tell everybody your full name and what you do. My name is Colin Michael Freakin Meekin, and I am a patient experience agent here at UTTHC. Working for uh, utahmarijuana.org. So why, what did you do before this? Oh, at one point I was working for True North and Cultivation. Uh, moved our on. friend Brandon. Uh, my friend Brandon Alonzo, big shout out to him. Taught me everything that he knew. Uh, I was in charge of their mothers and their clones at one point, which I really enjoyed. 
Did you get um, to like? Did you get to be involved in that? Uh, like when they were in their new facility? I did. I was a big part of that move. I was working with them in Plymouth, along with Indoor and Outdoor Riley, who are now with. Standard. Oh yeah, with Standard. Yeah, um, so yeah for those of you who don't know Riley Meyer, you should listen to whatever episode that is. It's probably in the sixties, seventies. It's a good one. Absolutely. It's a good one. Yeah, go back, go back and listen to that. Yes, Riley's incredibly knowledgeable, and we would drive three hours a day back and forth going to Plymouth uh, in commitment to that job. But at one point, we were just in a little warehouse out in the middle of nowhere, and it was a lot of fun to help make that expansion. Did, was that the first thing you did in cannabis? It is. I really have to make a shout-out as well to uh, my friend Andrea Silva and Matt Chioda Vagabond. Uh, just for getting me into the industry once Proposition 2 passed. And it was a great experience. So, okay, so talk talk about that. Why? You drove three hours? I like, did. who in their right mind for a job? Passionate people, Tim. Right. Very like passionate, yeah, committed people. Okay. It's like I set you up for that yes, question. Yes, thank you very much, Tim. <laughs> we were very passionate. We, were, we all felt the same, that the universe was taking us in a direction. We were just going with the current of it and all meeting each other while we were doing it and really inspiring each other and, uh, you know, piquing each other's interests and learning from that. Do you feel like, so what made you switch from cultivation then to the patient? side of things. I was relieved from duty at one point. Uh, I was working for Harvest as one of their managers and um, they kind of made a switch. I found my position dissolved and then I found myself without a job for a little while and I just twirled my mustache and kind of thought. It's pretty nice. Thank you. Unemployment and cat oil, (laughs) earwax and human saliva just twirling away. Um, But eventually, you know, I kept educating myself through your videos, Tim, and it was very Utah specific. And one day I noticed at the bottom of the website it said careers. And I just, I pressed that button there and here I am. And I feel, I like to say this, I feel like I'm on a different side of cultivation now where I feel uh, I get to see this community grow and cultivating a community instead. Yeah, nice. That's a really good way to look at it. I, I haven't met anybody except you who's been on both sides of both sides of this, right? I From the it. cultivation and the growing side and the patient care side. So you have an you have an experience and a, a perspective that nobody else. You're the only one. It feels literally quite you unique. really yeah, you really are the only one. And here, one of the reasons really why I wanted to get you on this podcast was that perspective because you see patients and something I don't know what it is some of it is the passion for the for cannabis as medicine some of it is your knowledge it seems like but there is something different about the way you talk to people than the way really everybody else and i love everybody who's here don't get me wrong about that but there is something a little different about it I can honestly say that kind of stemmed from one of our original meetings uh, that you were a part of where you mentioned, you know, treat these people like you're, they're your family, treat them like you're, they're your grandmother and that you have a great connection with these people. And I really took that to heart, Tim, and I, I try to use it every day. And I feel real passionate for these people and I'm excited for them on this journey. It's a, there's still a huge stigma to it. And I feel like we're breaking that every day. I also feel like one day we're going to look back and feel like we are part of a movement rather than individuals getting their medical cannabis card because what better place to do this than here it's really working yeah so walk us through what you do here like 
how do you talk to patients? I know when we worked in Bountiful, you know, I I do the visit. We 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 talk through all of their medical history and the evaluation process and give them basically the key to the door. And then they come to you and like, what are you excited about telling people when well, you talk I kind, to them? I kind of think that that's my job. I try to get them excited about it. And recently um, I had somebody approach me outside of work and tell me that I got her her first card. Uh, I was very proud of that. And still I was able to give her some pointers and some tricks to saving some money. And I just like to keep people pretty excited about their you know, endocannabinoid receptor system. It's pretty fascinating that we even have it, you know, to be honest with you. But if I can get people excited about that and let them know what their options are, um, then we can really, you know, make the program succeed. For me with cannabis, it, it started out a lot about the plant and about the, you know, the endocannabinoid system and choosing to use the right strains or the right products. And there's a lot to that now. And we give a lot of education about that. But there's also something that seems to be underlying, and cannabis is really just the tool that we use. Because when you talk to patients, you're you're not getting them excited, it seems like, about their endocannabinoid system, almost as much as you're getting them excited about learning something new. Oh, yeah. Right? And taking control a little bit. Absolutely. They are in one, they're 100% in charge of this whole situation. So I love to inform them of that because it's, I find that incredibly empowering and kind of beautiful at the same time. And some of our patients, that's quite a relief for them. You see that every day. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's one of the most powerful things that we do. Um, I mean, it's like Lance Armstrong wrote the book, you know, it's not about the bike and it kind of, I feel like that in some ways here. That, that it's, it's not about the bowl. It's not about the bowl, you know? But, I mean, it kind of is. But it's that's just the key and the tool that we use, right, to get people to kind of wake up. Sure. Well, also, I, I like to point out to people that these new devices, like a nice vaporizer, really allows you to give, like, new life and respect to your marijuana. Saves those terpene profiles. They're known as precision vaporizers. And then you can stretch out your product by saving your ABV and really doing whatever you want with it. Once I realized that, I started eating my ABV, putting it on my ice cream at night. But I sleep the whole night through, and that's that's a miracle for me. You know, sometimes sleep totally uninterrupted. How how much have you learned here versus what you were exposed to when you were growing or in cultivation? I've learned quite a bit here because my focus was able to shift a little bit. Um, when I was working in cultivation, I was very plant-oriented. When I was working with clones, I, I had a dream. I was growing roots out of the back of my neck, and that was very unnerving. But now that I'm working with patients, that's very rewarding. Um, I feel like I'm very connected to this community where before working with plants was amazing, but I was, you know, I was my plant, my, my face was in a plant every day. And here I yeah. get to actually communicate and see how this is helping people. And it, it feels like quite the blessing. Have you, you've used a bunch of different ways now that you weren't using before even? Yes. Uh, well, for one, I think putting consumed. I guess what's what's the term? Use consume. Oh, what, whatever. Dosing method. Dosing method. Right. Um, yeah, I do a little bit of everything in reality. Um, but now putting fire to my flower seems kind of comical. I wouldn't even. I can't. Couldn't even do it. One, it's. I know that I'm wasting so much of my product, which mm-hmm. costs me money. But then I'm also missing out on medicine, which helps me sleep at night. And then, again, that that's a game changer for me. What do you do for fun? 
I like to entertain my wife, actually. I love to make her smile and laugh, and I love to cook for her. But I play guitar as well, and I like Whoa, to write really? a lot of music. Yes, uh, I'm electric? very good. No, I play acoustic. I had to pin it down to um, what acoustic uh, folk Americana, I suppose. <laughs> it's, I like to folk out every now and then. Nice. How many years have you been playing? I've been playing since I was 12, and I went through that phase when you're 12, people think you're a phenom. Oh, uh, adults wow. see you sing and play guitar, and you're like, wow, he's going to go places. And, and I did not. I did graduate from an arts academy. I went to Interlochen, which was one of the number one arts academies in the country at the time. But um, Since there, I find myself doing a lot of karaoke, which I find is a great form of expressionism and maybe therapy even. Yeah. So I I guess those would be uh, those would be my pastimes. How many do you have? One guitar? I have about five guitars right now. Lately, I've been playing my acoustic bass quite a bit. Just not one that I picked up very often for a while. So I've been picking it up, slapping it around, seeing seeing what I <laughs> what other gifts I have available to me. I suppose. Did you um, did you play in a band? <laughs> no, I do play with a friend of mine every now and then, but um, it's mainly just for fun you know, kind of a way to express ourselves, I suppose. So now, now, I mean, now we're going to need to hear it. I mean, like, will you, are you willing to bring it to the Christmas party? I would uh, 100% bring it to the Christmas party, Tim. I even wrote a jingle for you. you which I don't know if I'm going to be sharing today because there are a lot of swear words in it, Tim. <laughs> and it's 15 minutes long. Oh, sweet. <laughs> but I do look forward to sharing it with you one day. The The... I really have I've always loved music. I grew up singing mostly, I played a little piano, played a little guitar, you know. Like like everybody who sings and grows up playing the piano, I played the guitar, right? I can play three or four songs. Sure. I have one. I have a guitar. Yeah, you don't see pianos in many households anymore. It used to you be don't. the universal that universal instrument. Go over to a friend's house, sit at the piano, play a few songs. Mm-hmm. Now it's the acoustic guitar. You can go over to almost anyone's house, see that acoustic guitar. I never see an oboe or like a reed ins- instrument. No, like, I hey, played man, the clarinet. I play that clarinet yeah. of yours over there. I played the clarinet in junior high. Moved to the saxophone. Played the baritone sax in junior high. Oh yeah, right. And then and I had an alto sax. And, uh, that, that's just an instrument that was very popular when I was in junior high, that age group, right? Oh, Kenny really? G. Do you remember oh, Kenny my goodness, G? Do I ever. Right. He played the Supreme. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are too young to know, Kenny G, <coughs> I went to a concert, a Kenny G concert. That is a crazy, right? Long, long, hair. like permed hair yeah, too, nice. right? It was <laughs> that that brings back some memories. I did not use cannabis at that time. I was way too young, and uh, yeah, that's. Do we pop on some Kenny back. G now? Is that, is that yeah? Possible? We'll sh- we'll. I'll have Nate. I'll have Nate put play the Kenny G right. Play it over the. Really set the mood. Yes. You know, actually, when I was doing uh, working with clones, I started doing a lot of research on like, what they heard because I, I knew that they. They sense vibrations. They're hearing something as well was the idea. And I started doing research on what instruments mimicked nature. And it came down to string instruments. So I started playing a lot of uh, stringed music for my plants. And they were responding really well to it. I was thinking of thunder and and what thunder, how they respond to that. And um, it seemed to work quite well for a while. 
do you um is is growing at home like something that is kind of important to you oh, to try to work for absolutely i mean just the idea of growing in general i mean i i, I like to promote growth all around me you know within myself and uh, the people that I care about and run into every day, but I love my little herb garden. I've really came to respect the herbs over the years. And that was one of the things that brought me into it. Actually, you've, you've mentioned this a few times on your podcast or uh, different videos, but that idea of uh, aspirin being derived from the bark of the willow tree. Yes. I had a willow tree outside of my apartment at this point. I never, never made my own aspirin, uh-huh. but I re- remember making that connection, how close medicine actually was to us and all around us. And, and well, really yeah, and the interest. and for for example, like Van Gogh's um, Starry Night, mm-hmm. uh, you know, painting, he the theory goes that he saw it that way because of his heart failure, and he was on uh, dandelion root for a diuretic. So he used to use dandy. Well, I mean, they still do, right? Dandelion. Sure, if you drink a lot of dandelion tea, I love my dandelion root. Yeah, and you can if you're ever in it. Okay. If you're ever in a weight loss competition, okay, okay? <laughs> I don't know if that Here you is going to be happening for me, Tim. <laughs> if you're ever in a weight loss competition, the last couple of days you got to get some dandelion root at the GNC, and you got to kind of overload on the dandelion root, and you'll pee out three or four pounds. That's gross, Tim. Why not? But it's plant-based medicine. All right then, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you and get some of that. You know, dandelion root tea. <laughs> I actually love my home apothecary. I go to some of the local apothecaries around town, and they're amazing. Um, one of them you walk into, it's like a, a classroom in Hogwarts, just full of all these mason jars, oh, wow. every herb and spice you can possibly think of, fungi, and this and that. It's- this is something we don't talk a lot about in Western. Like Western medicine is just so allopathic. You have a symptom. We, oh yeah, we created a pill or a drug or something for that. And plant-based medicine, just not that at all, right? It's one of the problems we have with cannabis, I think, is the the doctors, the providers, they have a hard time using a drug that is so broad. Yeah, figuring out how to actually dose with it. and Like you're trying to create a solution to one symptom, but you're using something that affects multiple systems. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, which it, is, it blows my for mind. us, for you and I, this is like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> why wouldn't you do this? It's not only going to help you with your pain, but your headaches and your your attitude and your anxiety. You know, I see the our endocannabinoid receptor system. I know the way that it works with me when I use marijuana, but to see it affect the elderly, I feel like almost like the RCB system was like designed for them as you get older. I mean, it's it's hard to go through life without one of these qualifying conditions and to even have our endocannabinoid receptor system in the first place kind of blows my mind. People say it looks like we've evolved side by side with this plant mm-hmm. to actually have that system, but more likely than not, we've just been eating the animals that will, you know, ingest it, I suppose. But the fact that it's there to for us to tap into as like a processing unit, I find that fascinating. And the fact that we can manipulate it with layering, uh, mm-hmm. I find once you start layering and manipulating your CB system, you really take control of it. And then it, it helps you process all types of things you don't even realize. I mean, I think of the analogy of walking to your car and then dropping your coffee just as you open the door and ruining your day and you're ah! <laughs> crying and or else dropping your coffee and 
kind of laughing it off and saying, typical, <laughs> you know, how do you process your stress throughout a day? How do you right. process trauma without re- even noticing it? It's so subtle. It's, it's quite beautiful. I like your attitude about the plant. I There's really spiritualism to it in a way. That's something we don't even here. We don't almost have time. It seems like to talk about the spiritual side of cannabis. No, but these psychoactive medications and they, the plants that are so psychoactive, peyote and ayahuasca and these these other kind of shifts your perspective a little bit. Yeah. So when you talk about evolving next to the plant and the shaman or the medicine person in the in the tribe mm-hmm. would kind of help people use things like this. It wasn't just about medicine. It really was about that spiritual experience. Connecting to the earth, like set in the setting almost. Uh-huh. And That's what setting intentions. It's a whole nother realm of cannabis as a medicine that we talk about quite a bit, I guess. It's one of the reasons why I think people have a hard time getting away from like rolling a joint, right? Sure. Because it's not just the joint smoking the joint that was it's fun. The it's ritual, the ritual. Yeah. Ro- how yeah. good you, how tight it is. Yeah. Or... And that experience of grinding. And and I think we get that with the vaporizer now. I find that we can. I mean, yeah. it's really hard for me to go back to that experience. I mean, I feel like I'm wasting so much of it. Um, and I also don't want to get arrested, Tim. Yeah. But also, the law, I mean, it's just, we I, have had, in fact, I had a patient, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, who got a ticket for having papers in oh, their trunk. No. Yeah. They, no they, tobacco to go with those papers. Yeah. Tim. No tobacco to go with the papers. And there, and there you go. They got a ticket for paraphernalia. That's, that's quite unfortunate. Even though they I had a card. Stories, but I mean, we still have to be careful there. We're, yeah. It's still a fledgling industry and people are still learning the laws. I mean, as we go, even some of our, you know, law enforcement, I suppose. Sure. Do you, have you ever run into law enforcement with cannabis? No, I am lucky. I have always abided by the laws, Timothy Pickett. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I have been quite lucky. And as I got older, I honestly had to see that I was kind of tapping into some of my privilege that I didn't even recognize was there just by the look of me. I mean, I I like to, you know, look fairly respectable Mm -hmm. to my peers and people that I meet, you know, way to honor them, I suppose. But also I wasn't somebody that you would really pin as it. Pain is a law breaking. As an outlaw, as Tim. An outlaw, as right? an outlaw. As somebody who had two pounds of weed, which I never did. Trunk, my engineer, right? I mean, no. I mean, I well, I didn't. I didn't either. And I, geez, I totally Tim. agree with that. That privileged kind of idea too. Oh, it's embarrassing as, to look back onto now. It, yeah, and we so we didn't get in trouble, which was good. Thank God we didn't get in trouble. Yes. Right? Ironically, too, I have a face that police officers did not seem to enjoy very much as I was growing up. All of a sudden, they got a lot younger than me. That was a strange shift as well. When that cop walks up to your, your window. And, and they're younger than you? They're like 20 years younger are you, than you. Uh, how old are you? I'm 40 years old now. I'm a man. I'm a man now, too. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> you survived. Yeah, I was in Scotland for my 40th birthday. It was quite the experience. Congratulations on being 40. 40 was fun. It feels good. It feels good. 40 was a fun year. Um, 
it's kind of it is a novel year. You've told right? me it gets worse after it this. You say wait, <laughs> wait it until definitely gets a little. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For those Something of you out there, to. yeah. For those of you who are 39, 40 is great. It's it's really there's a novelty to it. Bringing me down, man. Yes, and 41 is even not not so much worse than 40. Oh, great. 42, so you start to think shit, I'm kind of knee deep in this. Like, <laughs> there is now, no birthday after this. Yeah. And, then, and 43. And you realize, and what everybody <laughs> says is true, Colin, uh, as you, as you get older, it is harder to recover. Oh, 100%. I keep convincing myself that the weather is going to be changing any day now because I can feel it in my knees and my shoulders. They're tight like rubber bands, Tim. It's terrible. I need to stay medicated. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed when I hurt my back, it took a lot more. Um, it took a lot more cannabis and THC than I thought it would, right, to to really dig into like severe pain. CBG, CBD, CBN, and CBC, you know? I mean, a little bit of THC is great, but, and they really work best in combination with each other. But those other cannabinoids, I mean, that's where the real miracles are happening. That's, they're all anti-inflammatory. They, almost all of them help you fight against pain and process that. And it's pretty amazing. I wonder what the rest of the cannabinoids are going to end up doing in the end. I wonder if we're going to cure brain disease. I mean, it's, I don't um, think we're that far away from it, in all honesty. We might not be. And for CB1 those of you who don't think there's enough evidence for cannabinoid medicine, I think you'd be, I just don't think, well, I don't agree with you. This is definitely a plant that's been studied more than probably any other plant. It's one of our oldest grown, medicinal plants, yeah. Right. And used probably as much or more than any other plant has been used as medicine ever to grow. That's a pretty big statement, I guess. I, I guess I don't know that for sure. Uh, you know, but Tim, I am apt to believe you. <laughs> I feel like I trust the things you say. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. <laughs> with the way that we can dose now too, it kind of amazes me. And I, as I started to educate myself, I, I like to tell people I kind of found that this is truly the ideal way to be dosing when it comes to flour. I mean, still, I mean, rolling the joint, passing it around with your buddy, Honestly, there's nothing more communal than that. It's such a unique, like, uh, kind of personal yeah, experience. The but there's it's nothing the peace more pipe. You, the peace pipe. You you yeah. create a circle. You pass it around, and uh, I think there's like it's very communal. Mm -hmm. Something Co that COVID has kind of ended that too. Sure. Not only the flame laws here in Utah, but yeah, I mean, people are less apt. To yeah, they're less apt to like a... lick each other's what. <laughs> lips you know oh yes the oh that's what i missed before you know those COVID days is licking each other's <laughs> lips around the circle uh i don't remember that very well but i mean if that's your <laughs> memory that's of pre -COVID, memory of i do not judge tim that's one of the great things about our community <laughs> what uh <laughs> i i love layering um oh, and we good. talk a lot about this with our patients mm -hmm. right the the oral you know, using an oral method first and then layering on top of that. And that I found, especially with my back, that um, to your point about cannabinoids, mm -hmm. CBC, CBD, CBG, you don't get a lot of those with the oral stuff where no. you get where you get a little more of the entourage effect with the flower, Shit. which really seems to be make it seems to make layering 
more efficacious is the word I'd use more, more uh, useful from a medical standpoint. And I hear you talking about that to patients all the time. Oh, I think it's really key. It's like trying to find ways to fill up those receptor sites. You have that entourage, that entourage effect with full spectrum of all those minor and major cannabinoids that are available to us. It's really hard to do that because I mean, usually your flower is going to have THC, maybe some CBD. Same goes with cartridges. It's going to be THC with maybe one or like another minor cannabinoid. But if you can find a good non-psychotropic cartridge, I think that's amazing for layering. I'd love to find some really nice non-psychotropic full spectrum tinctures that we could offer as well. Mm, yeah. When you talk about non-psychotropic, yeah. like we have one, it's made by Clean Leaf. Correct. Kyle Egbert. Right. Absolutely. And Logan, yes, well, great guy. Great job as well. He, he does. In it for the right reasons, too, which is something that's really inspiring in mm-hmm. this community. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but most there's a huge amount of people in this industry that didn't get into it because of them. They got into it because of a family, family member or something along those lines that inspired them to do so. Um, and it, it's just it really inspiring to see people want to do it because it's medicine and it's helping people. And, and that's their that's their true motivation behind it. Yeah, you you describe these non-psychotropics, and I think they're really undervalued Absolutely, in the medical marijuana market in itself because, I mean, you come here, you come to our clinic for an evaluation for a card to use THC. So, so a lot of our patients kind of undervalue the other minor cannabinoids when, sure. they, when they come here. That's why it's our job to bring it to their attention. Him, you know, if they didn't know about these things and we can't send them in on the on their path correctly, I feel like it's almost our obligation to bring these things to their attention and let them know what their options are, really. And that keeps them excited in sure. the program, I believe. And over and over, people who've used cannabis for three, four, five, six months will come back and then realize, oh, wait, there's more to it, right? Phase Absolutely. one seems to be learning how to associate, like, when you get high and what that's like and dealing with Delta nine and, and that, right. that like, it seems so far away from, to me. I, I have to yeah. remember that it affects people this way. Yeah. <laughs> then seems like phase two or phase Dialing three is dosing yep, and, and figuring out that there's, wow, there's more to the plant than just, than just the psychotropic, you know, effects. Oh, and, so much more to it. I mean, I think that the THC kind of gets you into it originally if you're younger. Yes. But man, as an but it's adult, the rest of the plant that really has probably more. Well, certainly more of the actual healing benefits come from the other cannabinoids and and things inside the plant than THC. One hundred percent. I mean, THC is lovely as well. I think of it as a vehicular molecule. You know, in combination with all of them together, it kind of helps it travel up the central nervous system. And really, I mean, they do work best in combination, but. Uh, a low amount of THC, in all honesty, goes a long way when it comes to the healing properties of this medicine. Do you, you were saying, I, I caught there that you don't, uh, you don't get high a lot. Oh, I haven't gotten high in years, Tim, but I do stay fairly medicated throughout a day. <laughs> but it's not, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> but I, have to say, <laughs> I have to say my tolerance is fairly high. My wife recently called me a pothead and I was... I won't lie, that that hurt. That that cut deep. But, <laughs> that cut deep. But I could probably utilize a tolerance break, but then I wouldn't be able to move throughout the day as seamlessly as I do. 
what what's a tolerance break look like for you? Oh man, sadness. I don't know. For me, it is very habitual. Um, but also I'm very familiar with my body and how I try to fill up my receptor system. And it wouldn't be the same without THC. I also have crippling social anxieties, which I'm able to mask with this. And, um, it's something that I kind of overcome and I get to decide not to be socially awkward. I kind of face it and just own the awkwardness of the moment. Live in an awkward world, Tim. We all live in an awkward world. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. And I'm surprised that that you you feel like you have some this this anxiety. That's because of my tolerance level, Tim. <laughs> See? That's yeah, manipulating not, manipulating my endocannabinoid receptor system right there. Yeah, That's so crazy. if you are listening to this. Colin is a, a a perfect example of what you can do with the <laughs> cannabis plant. However, I did start younger than I feel like I should have. I probably started smoking around the age of 16, and my brain hadn't fully developed. And look at me now, Tim. Look at what it did to me. <laughs> when was oh, the first... God. Take us all the way back to the first time oh, you, you were exposed to cannabis. Uh, I was kind of breaking into the artistic world in high school, trying to develop my um, my bravery, I suppose. And I was learning that I could sing. Uh, I was feeling pretty artistic. And uh, while building my confidence, I had my art, art friends, I suppose. And I tried it on seven different occasions. I thought I was immune to marijuana. And then we were on our way to see the Big Lebowski. And I remember driving Classic. in downtown Kalamazoo, Michigan. And all of a sudden, there's a joint in front of my face, and I took two hits, and I remember the spatial different. What you call? All of a sudden, my seatbelt grew in size uh, immensely, and I did not know what was happening. But it turned out I was just falling towards the seatbelt, and in my vision, it was growing as I was getting closer to it. And after that, I remember thinking it was like walking through a crowd of people at the movie, like I was in a dream, and moving so fluidly and afterwards i heard that it was because i was walking around moving my arms like i was <laughs> underwater and back then the thc had a really strong effect on me and it was like i was in a dream and i was pretty hilarious i suppose i made a fool of myself quite a bit but i am so far away from that i i forget that it has that effect on people you know it, that's kind of i believe part of the stigma about marijuana too People believe that the effect that it has on them is the same effect that it's going to have on everybody. So if it made them a fool, you know, they they think that there are a lot of stoners out there kind of walking around in a daze. And I kind of found the other side of that. Like, I forget that it has such a strong effect on people because I know the effect that it has on me. And that that's knowing your body, I suppose, and and really exploring your different dosing methods. Um Oh, to come back to this. You mentioned earlier all my uh, how I dose. And I, I like to utilize everything with layering. You know, I love having a tincture. I really like those non-psychotropic items. Um, you know, I think this is one of the only medicines that you layering is actually an option. It is one of the only. I don't, I mean, there's certainly no other medication that I've prescribed like, that you, you know think what? about. You Get know what you should do is you should... should you should take half a milligram of this, and then and you drop should, some under your tongue. And yeah, that does. and then inhale it. Well, I mean, like take an inhaled method, like albuterol, right? You don't, you're not going to layer albuterol in a pill form and then an inhaled form. No, you're, you're, 
your heart rate, for one, would just saying, go through the roof. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, just, made me feel weird. Yeah. Um, or like your blood thinner, your blood pressure medication, your insulin. Uh, I guess we do layer uh, diabetes medication. We we take metformin, and then some people take insulin on top of that if their diabetes is bad enough. But I'm that that's just not a great example compared to cannabis because there's not a lot of things to compare. There's just not a lot of yeah. And when you're talking about how you felt when you first used or you first felt the effects of THC when you had that joint in high school. And I feel the same, that same stigma and not only for people who use it themselves, but for also people who've seen one other person high Mm -hmm. or one other movie with a high person with that stereotypical on the couch, you know, pineapple express comes to mind. Right. Yeah. Those definitely can happen, but that's not the baseline. No, there are 45,000 Utah patients. You think all of them intelligent, intelligent professionals, caring, empathetic people Uh who really want to feel better. The uplift program too. The uplift program has been such a success. And I find that very inspiring. Just see that this community, I mean, if not generous, we want to share this experience. We had a patient today give $104.20. $104.20. Gentleman right after her gave 50. So very committed community. Absolutely. Not only of people here who work here and work in the industry like you, and hopefully people say that about me and um, and the providers that we have, but all of the staff here seems like they're not only just employees, but they're really activists. Well, this is your we have team, talked about Tim. this. You know, we're all we're all into this because we're real passionate. I, at least uh-huh. for one, I know I for one am definitely into this because I've, you know, I felt the universe kind of bring me here, and I'm, I feel incredibly passionate about that. I want to share that with other people. It gets me so excited just just even talking yeah. about it. I love it, and I feel like we're really going somewhere with this. And I, you know, you're you're quite an inspiration to a lot of people seeing how you're doing this correctly. And I think you're kind of setting a template for other states that haven't been able to do this quite yet. Like the success that we've seen in Utah has been phenomenal. It's been crazy. I mean, they expected 10,000 card holders. Well, we're at over 40. Yeah. 40. Yeah. 45 plus thousand and rising. Yeah. And then your podcast. I mean, you, um, your YouTube, uh, discover marijuana that I know that's over, 2,000 listeners at this Yeah, point. over 2,000 yeah, subscribers, I think, as of yeah. right now when we're recording this. Well, and in fact, we can bring for those up. of you who are listening to this um, and for the, and on the release of this podcast episode, if you're not subscribed to the Discover Marijuana channel, we are doing a giveaway in March. Uh-huh. So the micro, this week I think it's a micro, Da Vinci micro, it's a glass stash jar, medicine jar, yeah. it's a, it's a, a t-shirt, I think, and I think, I don't know, what the heck are the rules? I don't know, somebody somebody knows the rules. If you go to Discover Marijuana on YouTube or you so follow us on in, Instagram, rules. I don't know, look, go to our website. Tim, do you not there know are the rules? rules. <laughs> I just, there are rules to win. Okay, there are rules. This doesn't. I can't do this all by myself put anymore. Put me in the running. I I could definitely use one of those Da Vinci micros. The micros, of uh, it is so small, but I use the IQ two. Yeah, me too. And it's really become my favorite um, vaporizer. 
Absolutely. The taste is good. The taste is as good as the Firefly, but it seems like it's that seems like for some reason the, the pole the is better. Tim. I do love the, the Firefly. Firefly. But the Da Vinci's are lovely. The 10-year warranty is amazing. Have you uh used the phone app? No, I don't have enough space on my phone. So you have to download okay, it's a little bit clunky because you can't download the DaVinci app in the app store. Right. From an Apple phone. So you got to download this browser. And and I so I downloaded the browser and then you can you can connect it to your to your IQ2 and then you put in how much THC percentage your flower is if it's a new like new loaded bowl in the DaVinci and it will tell you how many milligrams of THC. Right. I mean it estimates it mm-hmm. based on how much you pull on the thing, but surprising how um and it doesn't even need to be accurate to the milligram to give you uh, a sense of how much you're getting. Because let's say you inhale up to where it says 30 milligrams. Well, then all you got to do next time is inhale till it says 30 milligrams wild. again. That's what makes it the precision vaporizer. You yeah. Know, that it is. It dials in the temperature, but also you can really see how you're dosing. It's pretty amazing. Um, you know, for somebody like me, I wouldn't really utilize that very often. I don't want to say technology is intimidating to me, Tim, but you know, I've, I've worked in cultivation for a while <laughs> and I've always kind of leaned away from technology and up until now, I suppose. It's uh, you're, you're more of the dirt grubber type. Oh, absolutely. The friend, friendly fungus in there. Oh it, yeah. Uh, helps fight depression. It keeps you happy. When you... What's your favorite place to go? You went to Scotland for your 40th birthday? I did. My wife and I travel fairly often. You know, I wouldn't be able to do this at all without her in my life. But our uh, family lives in Scotland, so we got to go over there and see them. And it was it was beautiful. It was amazing. But we were also kind of locked down. We, my birthday is the day before New Year's. It's December 30th. So we went there for Hogmanay. And we're not able to really experience Hogmanay, but I do have some heritage there. I kind of got to follow that ancestry line, and it was fascinating. I, I, I really, it was a beautiful experience. Where's the next trip? We are going to Costa Rica. Um, oh, yeah, it's my wow. wife, the amazing saleswoman that she is. She uh, got top sales and wants a trip to Costa Rica. Last time, she wanted a trip to the Bahamas. So. Uh, wow, you I need to request great... a little time off, Tim. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, well, if it's to Costa Rica, there you go. I mean, it's it's fine. Take take all the time you need. What a guy. You know, health and happiness in the team has got to be. I mean, like we are literally in that business. Oh. If you don't live it on the employee side and on the team side, I think that would be pretty hypocritical. This is a, a pretty amazing job <laughs> because of those reasons. It's a job where you feel really feel it's a, an employee that you matter and like you kind of can give you some direction and helps motivate you. And at least me, I know, but well, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Colin. I think that you get a lot of that from everybody else on the team too. I well, think we uplift we, each other. Right? Yeah, we I mean, we do. I've never worked at a place like this. When I worked in surgery, people were always pissed off at us for all the pain and suffering we caused. And, you know, we did we did solve a lot of problems for people surgically. But here, it seems like everybody's happy when they leave. The Not only the team is happy, but the patients are all happy. Mm-hmm. Before COVID hit, I mean, I would get a hug 
from like I've, two out of three I've patients. I've got a handful of hugs. I used to gauge yep. my uh, success of the day on how many how many hugs people would try to give me. Yeah, and and go into another <laughs> uh, area of medicine, and that's just not the case, right? You've and for most people who are here, they've never worked in any other part of medicine. They came in. They came into this because of the cannabis draw. Sure, but if something but about it's appealing. I yeah. don't know what it is. It, it's kind of specialized. I mean, yeah. Well, you get a bridge both worlds, right? You get a you get a bridge something that the that you love already, that you're into already. You want to share with everybody else the cannabis part. You get to work in medicine where where you're part of something that um, that that's an industry that's really been run by the pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. for so long. So it's like a movement against, it's like the anti-medicine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? An exit, exit drug. Yeah. 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 And I think we're doing a pretty good job in Utah. Um, and thanks to this program, thanks to what we do, I think that's, that's the case. I've been reading up a lot on this, Tim. You know, we are the people that keep ourselves educated and, um, you know, I know that California, you know, kind of got the ball rolling, but uh, the way that Utah's doing it, ironically, I mean, what better place to do it? For one, I mean, yeah. re-educate, demedicate, and destigmatize. I mean, the success rate of this is pretty amazing here in Utah. So, I gotta, I, I give it up to our community. <laughs> like, we're we're destigmatizing it every day just by sitting in front of each other and like, educating ourselves. Yeah. And, Talking and about it out loud. Out loud. As and if it's not illegal. The fact that it's so patient-oriented, too, that we're excited for these people. We, it's not just yeah. about pushing the medical card. It's about assisting them and kind of giving them the tools to succeed and want to continue with the program. And that's why the program is working in Utah, I believe. We're, we're doing it right somehow. Seems It seems like there's a lot of good things happening. What's your favorite strain? Ooh, I love this question because I've really come to realize... It doesn't really come down to favorite strain for me, and they're all kind of hybridized as it is. Um, it's all about terpenoids, flavonoids, and cannabinoids, Tim. And once people start paying attention to that, they can believe that they love Bubba Kush, and Bubba Kush has never done them wrong. But in reality, they probably loved one of those harvests because every harvest and every batch is different from the next. And unless you're paying attention to like that one, did you write? Let's see what the THC level was. Let's see what the terpenes involved were. And once you can dial into that, I think then, then it, it, that's what people are really into. I believe. Do you think that um, having the consistent flower choice is important for patients, or do you think patients should be using? multiple strains and that's just kind of an evolution. There's some people in some camps who are like, I want the same strain every time. That's what I, that's what I need and want. Mm -hmm. And then there's this, there's this kind of reality that like a mother won't last forever. A cannabis mother plant won't last forever. So so that is just not a realistic expectation. And also when you talk about, every harvest being a little bit different yeah. too. Also your CB system's always changing. Every day you wake up, it's a little different than it was before. So I really think it is great, you know, that keep a journal. We bring this up quite a bit, you know, keep a journal of what's working for you and kind of go back to it. But as your, you know, your tolerance kind of builds and you can like utilize this mess a little bit more, it 
you're it's always changing it's as unique as we are and just as we're changing every day so is our endocannabinoid receptor system i just love saying it it's a beautiful beautiful thing it is <laughs> it's funny to hear you <laughs> say you. it too i've <laughs> i've really figured it out let it tri- say it trippingly off the tongue what about if you could grow any strain would you pick would you would you be able to pick one or would you just grow a bunch? Uh, would you grow some 73 dayers, some 62 dayers? I, I would grow the longer. I, 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 Why the longer, longer cycle? ones? I think that with these shorter cycles, unfortunately, there are some strains that we're never going to be seeing in Utah because of that. Unless there's some, you know, cultivation companies that kind of take it upon, upon them, themselves to do these longer strains. I know I hate to I hate to bring this up, but there's some production, there's a lot of just straight up production happening in Utah. They're limiting their strains to not even, you know, not allowing the, yeah, not allowing the full maturity, right? They're not, they're not letting clear, they're not getting clear on the trichomes. Sure. Well, they go from clear, they get a little milky and, oh, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but also I kind of understand why they're doing that right now as the community grows every day. These companies are still trying to expand and keep up with this growing community. And right now there's not, I mean, they're, they're doing the best they can. And I got to give a shout out to all those cultivation companies because I've worked for two of them and I can honestly say they are amazing, you know, buy locally. I think of it like local honey curing your, your uh, allergies for the season you know the closer to your backyard the better and i think the same thing about these plants they're breathing our air and drinking our water and they're in the same environment that we're in and i think uh i think they help out quite a bit i think the intention actually does make a difference in the medicine that's one of the reasons why i think homegrown would be kind of add that different level absolutely of care. I think if you were growing your own medicine in your own backyard, I think that would change your experience a little. You, know, you say production wise too. I, I can say, I know that the, these cultivationists, they, they put their heart and their soul into it and they love these plants. I would go in and greet my mother as every morning, say, good morning, ladies. How is everyone today? You know, how was your evening? And uh-huh. I I'd tell them my dreams and ask if they had any nightmares from the night before. I loved these plants, though. And when they're tending to them, they they take great, great care of them. They, they truly do. They do like, well, just like everything else in this industry, you don't get into it. You get into it because you want to get into it, right? Like, there, I don't feel like there's very, if any, people I've met in growing, production, that literally just got in it because they were Look at me now, mom. Yeah. I Oh, uh, shout out to my mom by the way. I love you, mom. <laughs> and look yeah, at me now. <laughs> I mean, we look we want to be a part of this movement. Absolutely. I feel really passionate about that and excited to see where this is going to take us. I I don't know. I feel good about it like something's telling me, you know, stick with it. You're doing. You're making a difference, and I get to see that in these patients almost daily, and it's really inspiring. It makes me feel like I am doing something right, and that I truly am a part of something that's bigger than me. And I, I feel like I'm, you know, part of this community and helping it grow all the time. You certainly cultivating are cultivating the community. This has been really fun. It's really it's fun to 
it's fun to like chat with somebody face to face. I don't do the podcast face to face very often. It's always so it's, a pleasure to chat with it's you. It's really fun. Uh, is there anything else that you think we missed you wanted to talk about that, that, uh, that Boy, we didn't? I'm probably going to listen to this later and I'll, I'll be in the shower putting in my conditioner in my hair and thinking, why the hell did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, shame, right? Too, too late, buddy. <laughs> Let's too discuss late. shame and the cannabinoids. It was totally fine. <laughs> Just, and, uh, you know, just switch over to CBN or, you know, use some other cannabinoids, reduce that anxiety yeah. and layer and layer. There, there it is. Stay safe out there. you. <laughs> I'm going to let you. Uh, OK, I there you go. And so for the sign out today, before we sign out or we sign off um, Utah in the Weeds podcast, if you're not subscribed and and. You know, any podcast player that you have access to, please subscribe. Go to Discover Marijuana on YouTube. Subscribe there. You can listen to the podcast there. That's a great place. That's actually a better place, in my opinion, because one, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> but two, if you have questions, you can comment and we answer all of the comments. And, and please comment. Yeah, please comment because your questions are questions that somebody else has. And we can answer them, and we don't have to keep it a secret just between you and I. Isn't Colin, that a way to can... get in the running, too? It is. I think commenting on the videos plus being a subscriber, there's, again, there's rules to get to give away. And I don't know all <laughs> the rules, but I promise in the intro, I will give you all the rules. Uh, Utah in the weeds, thank you for being here, Colin. Tim, it has been a, a true pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And everybody. Play the Kenny G. Oh, yeah. Stay safe out there, Utah. Did I say that right? Is that good? Oh, thank you, everybody. You just... <laughs> perfect, perfect job, Colin. <laughs> <laughs>